This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi... uh, Welcome to the show from New York City, and I'm in San Francisco, and uh, we're getting ready for Valentine's Day. Have your kids got uh, their cards ready? Um, Well, my daughter's six, so she, of course, got all the cards for her whole class because they exchange cards in class, and uh, she's really excited. And this can be a really hard day for people, the 14th of February, as we said in in prior shows, because, you know, you, you do, you give the people that you love Valentine's, and... It's not, I mean, I think you give your spouse, obviously, Valentine's, but but you give everybody Valentine's. I mean, Samantha looked through her Valentine's and found the biggest and best one for her brother, which doesn't surprise you because they're extremely close. So, you know, even though he's her sibling, that's who she wanted to give the best Valentine to. So, um, you know, it, it can be really hard because well, there's a lot of memories that, that are stirred up with this kind of event. Absolutely. And, and our guest today uh, lost her dad, and I'm sure that uh, she's an only child. So I'm sure uh, getting Valentine's for her parents was a, a big thing, too. And uh, we'll certainly talk about that today. And, and when you're at school, too, you know, passing things around and thinking about Valentine's, it can be a tough day and tough for spouses and tough for everybody. So we know it's coming up, and uh, it might be a good time to do uh, something special to remember that person, too, rather than just ignoring it. Maybe you can have your own uh, little lighting a candle at Valentine's or doing something special for yourself um, that reminds you of them and taking care of yourself because we know that they'd want you to take care of yourself. So in a way, that could be a Valentine that you give the person that's lost, taking care of yourself, don't you think, Hyde? Yeah, I love that idea. I really, really like that idea of doing something to honor them. I mean, I know at Christmas we talked about making a wreath and putting all their favorite things on it, their favorite foods and their favorite things. And, I mean, you could even make a Valentine and put some of their favorite things on it. I don't know how you do that, but, you know. I love that. That could be a great family activity, making a big Valentine and putting it up for that person that you've lost. Well, Heidi, um, I wanted to remind people that we have our international calendar up now. So if you've got events anywhere in the world and you want to go onto our calendar, go to our website and uh, hit on the calendar. And if you're doing events on grief, loss, hope, and healing, we hope that you'll put them on your calendar. Or if you're looking for something like uh, a children's camp or a family camp, or you're looking for some continuing education on grief and loss, just go onto our calendar and you'll be able to find information there. Well, Heidi, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, father loss and somebody who's very special to us because her mother is on the board of the Open to Hope Foundation, Carla Wheeler, and we met her through um, writing our book, Real Men Do Cry with Eric Hippel. We met Carla, mom, and her daughter, Jenny. And you want to talk a little bit about Jenny, Heidi? Yes, I am so impressed with Jenny. I've got to tell you, I know she's probably rolling her eyes right now, a little embarrassed, but she has done so much in such a short time in her life, and um, she is a teenage author of the national award-winning book, Weird is Normal, When Teenagers Grieve, and I wrote the foreword to it, and it's a fabulous book, and she was only 14 when her father died of cancer, and she wrote this book to reassure other grieving teens that they have the right to grieve in their own way. Um, She's also done a YouTube with us at the Association of Deaf Educators and Counselors, 
and she is really the expert on teens and how teens grieve because she is a teen and she was a teen when her father died. So who better than her to tell us about teens and about how they grieve? And we really we're excited to have her here. Hi, Jenny. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Great to have you on the show today. Now, tell everybody where you are going to college. I am going to college at New College of Florida, which is in Sarasota, Florida. And I'm really happy here. It's great. That's good. Well, wonderful. And, and you're a freshman, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old are you right now? I am 19. 18, 19. 19, okay. July, so you're, <laughs> so you're, your dad died at 14. You're now 19, so you're still a teenager. And it's so rare. We don't get teenagers on the show because a lot of times teenagers don't like to really talk about what's going on with anybody other than their peers. So we're so glad to have you here. I know there's a lot of parents out there who really want to hear from teens and want to hear what you have to say today. So, Jenny, uh, let's start out. Your dad had cancer. He died very quickly. Yeah, he was uh, diagnosed. He started having symptoms in July and August. And then by the time he was admitted to the hospital in September, he died just about a month after that. So he was only actually sick and in the hospital for about a month. So that was hard. Wow, absolutely. And also, you talk a little bit about uh, he had to be taken off of life support. Uh, that must have been a, a horrendous experience. Did your mom tell you? Who told you about that? And what was your response? Yeah, I. she essentially took me out one day and she said, I want to talk to you about something. So she took me into the backyard and we sat on the little bench there, and she said, uh, well, she had been reminding me before that, you know, your dad has a living will, so that means that if he could no longer live and there wasn't really hope of him getting better, that he would have to be taken off life support, because that's what he said that he had wanted. So she took me out, and she said, yeah, that's pretty much what's happening, and that um, all of his family was going to fly down, all of them, except for one brother, it was great, everyone else could come, and she said that he was going to be taken off life support and that we would just see how long he would live. So I was okay with that because I knew that that was what he wanted. Wow. Yeah. Did you think it was supportive of you to be able to be with him in the hospital? And and did your mom uh, take you there to do that? Were you able to spend as much time as you wanted? Yeah, she would take me there every day after school. And that was just my routine. I would go there and while he could still talk, I would tell him about my day at school and things, and then even after he was put on the ventilator so he could no longer talk to me, I would just sit there and do my homework and spend time with him. Mm. Now, some people would say, would wonder, was that a good thing? I think it was, because it was great for me. I didn't mind seeing him when he was sick. It was just good for me to spend time with him and to see that he still loved to spend time with me, and I could still have him in my life while he was still alive. Mm -hmm. That's good for people to know, because I think sometimes, Mom, adults assume that it's better to keep children away from these kind of events, mm-hmm. and especially when someone's dying. And Jenny's saying here that she was glad she got that time to be with him in the hospital. Even if he was dying, it was quality time. It was important for her to still be with him. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother, I was very close to her, and she had cancer and was at the hospital, and my family wouldn't let me see her and take me to the hospital. They said, oh, you can see her when she gets home. And she died, and she never got home. And I must say I was pretty angry about that. For years, I was pretty, and and I was really angry with my mother at the time, and and I'm sure she didn't know why, and I didn't speak to her, and I, I was really angry. Do you think teenagers get angry around loss, Jenny? Yeah, I I think that would make someone upset because I agree that sometimes parents think that it's better to shelter their teen or child from feelings, but I think teenagers especially would be angry because they would know enough 
they would understand enough to know what's going on and that the person might be dying. So I could understand that they would be upset if they wouldn't get to see their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And what about kids getting upset after a parent dies? Uh, you know, how do you, I know you talk about it in the book, that it's okay to get upset, right? Yeah, I in my book, I especially write that, like, especially any feeling is okay to show and that Nobody, especially teens, should try to shove their emotions inside and just bottle it up because that's not healthy and that could lead to like stress or outbursts later and things, especially with teenagers because we're already going through so much emotionally. Mm-hmm. What is gr- what is the difference between teenage and adult grief? What do you see? I found, from my experience, talking to my friends and my mom and her adult friends, that teens have more sort of uh, unpredictable grief, sort of like how everything is when you're a teenager with some people have mood swings and stuff. So it's especially um, amplified when you're going through grief. So I found that as a teenager, I would grieve about things really unexpectedly. Like I'd be fine and feeling really good about my dad and being okay with the fact that he had passed. And then something would happen and it would remind me about him. And I would just become so sad all of a sudden. I was like, wow, I, I know that I shouldn't be embarrassed about this, but this is a really weird thing. Like, I don't know, like his favorite microwave died or something, whereas my mom would become upset when it was like their anniversary or my dad's birthday or something like that. So I find that for teenagers, it can be more unexpected in that people around them should be okay with that. Mm, that's a good thought, isn't it, Heidi? It is. So it might not be necessarily a holiday or a specific event. It just might be little things that can trigger their grief, it sounds like. Now, Jenny, uh, you are an only child. Do you think that is more difficult for kids out there? And ha- and did you find some peer support? Yeah, I, I'm i not sure. I'm sure it's different for everyone being in the old, only child um, situation. For me, I'm grateful because it means that I got all the attention from my mom. But I'm sure for some people that's really hard because you don't have siblings to talk to. So, But yeah, for sure, I had some good friends, uh, peers, who I could talk to about it as well, especially some of my friends who were really close to my dad who would come to my house a lot, and I could really talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. I, I loved uh, in your book where you talk about that your father was kind of a pack rat, and he was a real tech person, and yeah. and you ran a, uh, 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 you had technical equipment that you didn't know what to do with, and so Heidi, her dad's friends would come over and help her. <laughs> Help him figure out what this stuff was. Well, I still well that's what's uh, hard about having your your dad die because oftentimes this is stereotypical, but the, it's the guy that figures out all the remote control stuff in the house and all the mechanical stuff. And when they're gone, I mean, like you said, it's just you and your mom. So who's going to do all that? So I love that you yeah, got people. So- you know, Jenny, I wanted to ask you another question. The number one question I get from parents that I work with that have had, you know, that have grieving teens is. Our teen isn't grieving in front of us, and we are not sure if they're okay because they look like they're fine, and they're not talking to us. Mm-hmm. What would you say to parents that are that are saying that? I know it sounds like you were not always talking to your mom. It sounds like you were talking to friends sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it really depends on the person because, honestly, everyone is different. So there could be someone who, honestly, is grieving really, really well and is doing fine with it, but it could also be that someone just doesn't feel like talking about it or that's just not the way that they like to express it. So especially in my book, I talk about this, that for anyone, but especially teens, it's important to remember that anyone can grieve in however way they want to. So if for most people, it helps 
talk to their parents or friends. It doesn't mean that that has to be that way for everybody. So for those parents, I would suggest just make it clear to your team that that they're there for them whenever they need them and that they can talk if they want. But I wouldn't try to force them to talk or anything like that because often people are just doing fine by grieving, by um, just doing things that remind them of their loved one, or maybe they're getting it out in music or writing or journaling or talking to their other friends or things like that, so they're actually doing fine. So, Jenny, when should, if I'm a parent out there, when should I worry about my teen? I would only worry if they just seem like they're, uh, I don't know, that they have a lot of negative emotions that they're dealing badly with. I think because it's really subjective because everyone grieves differently, but I would just say that as long as the parent is making it clear to the team that whatever they feel is okay, that I think they would be more likely to share their feelings with their parents if they don't think that their parents would be upset if they're angry or not feeling what they're supposed to. Because I, I like that idea. I like that idea because when I work with teens in groups, a lot of times they say, you know what? This sucks. We didn't want this life. We're pissed off that our parents are dead or we're pissed off that our sibling is dead. We don't want this life. And sometimes parents say, well, you shouldn't be saying that. Why are you doing that? Rather than like you're saying, say, you know what? You're right. It is really hard. This isn't the life mm-hmm. you signed up for. You thought your dad was going to be here forever. Kind of acknowledging that it's, like you said, Jenny, it's okay to be angry. It's a legitimate emotion. I love how mm-hmm. your message out there is, you know what? It's okay to have a lot of different emotions around loss. It's a normal part of grieving. So, J- Jenny, I know one of the things that you're interested in are signs and connections, and, and we are too. Can you talk about some of the signs? You talk about them in your book from your dad. Yeah, I the ones that are particular for me of signs of continued love for my dad are frogs and dragonflies. <laughs> um, dragonflies, because my mom and I started seeing those when he was actually still alive in the hospital, and we started seeing more of them. So now that's sort of a connection with him. And now whenever I see dragonflies, I think of him and how he's watching over me. And um, one that's more specific to me than my mom is frogs, because the last family outing that my mom and my dad and I had before he went into the hospital, it was just a few days before he went into the hospital, uh, we were at a restaurant with some of our friends. And my dad, he was sick by then, and he knew that he was getting sicker, but he still insisted on driving. And so we were coming back, and as we were pulling up the driveway, he slams on the brakes, and my mom's like, what's going on? And he said, oh, there's a huge frog, and I didn't want to run over it. And so ever since then, I've been seeing tons of frogs from him, and I still, I'm in college now, and I still see them, and I think of him. Uh, I love that, don't you, Heidi? I love that. Yes, that's fabulous. (laughs) Well, Jenny, tell us, what has given you the most hope in your life? Um, I think... Well, having mentioned the signs, I think just knowing that he can still look out for me and experience my life events with me, and it's not like he's just gone now. And also doing things and continuing to do things that he loves. So I don't just shut him away from my life where it's like, oh, that's no longer happening. I still do things that make me think of him. Like, uh, I don't know, whenever some of his favorite shows like Star Trek or car races or something comes on the TV, sometimes I'll watch them and I'll be like, oh, yeah, and I'll think of him while I'm doing that. and. So whenever I go to Home Depot, I think of him because he was sort of a tool handyman, so that's where he loved to go. Uh, I love that. That's so great. Well, congratulations on going off to college and uh, moving forward. I'm sure your dad would be very proud of you, aren't you, Hyde? Absolutely. Congratulations on being a published author. I mean, most teenagers <laughs> cannot say that. I'm sure my your dad is, is smiling down right now saying, you go, girl. I mean, that's amazing. Yep, and she's won awards for it. It's a wonderful book, Weird as Normal, When Teenagers Grieve. 
And I would suggest that you get this book. And uh, do you have a website or anything for it, uh, Jenny? Yeah, there's actually weirdestnormal.com. Okay, weirdestnormal.com and go there. And, you know, this is a great book, not only for your teenager who's had a loss, but also for a parent who wants to read about how teenagers feel. So, Jenny, congratulations, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you very much. Glad to be on. Thanks, Jenny, and thanks so much for helping all those teens out there find hope, and thank you for being the voice for bereaved teens. And like my mom said, for you parents out there, please get the book Weird is Normal When Teenagers Grieve so you can better understand your teens. Thanks a lot, Jenny. Take care and have a have a good year, semester. Thanks. I actually just noticed now, I don't know how you could put this in, but I said it wrong. It's weirdisnormal.org. Oh, okay. Weirdisnormal.org. Okay, weirdisnormal.org. Great. Okay, thanks, Great. Jenny. <laughs> thanks, Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Oh, well, Heidi, it was great having Jenny on the show today. She's uh, a really special person, isn't she? Absolutely. And like I said, I love having a real-life teenager on talking about teenagers because oftentimes we have adults that are talking about teenagers. And who better who, who knows better about teenagers than a teenager herself? Absolutely. So, yes, I love, I love her message. She's got some great ideas about how to help teens. Yeah, and the idea that, I mean, she is hope in and of herself. I mean, here she is, her dad died, and she was able to produce this book to help other people, and she's off to college, and uh, as you always say, Heidi, a, a loss doesn't ruin your life, right? Absolutely. It, it doesn't. Losses do not destroy our lives. They may define them, but they do not destroy them. Well, thank you for listening today, and this show will be posted on our website. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.